This is episode 38 of Parenting 2.0, The Focused Mindset. Today, we're going to talk about silence and how loud silence can actually be and why that's important in the conversations you have with your family. But first, if you're new to this podcast, thank you so much for listening and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the family-oriented content that we have here. You've been upgraded to Parenting 2.0. New expectations requires a new mindset, the focused mindset. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. Raising kids is an amazing journey and things don't always turn out as planned. Still, you get to share your life with an adult in training. This podcast will help you meet every new challenge with confidence and be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here this week. I got an email just the other day and it simply read, please give us an update on Joe from episode 21. I need to know how you got him to smile. Well, I've gotten a lot of questions about episode 21 since I aired it back in at the end of September because I told the story, which was deeply personal to me, of the last week before we went off on quarantine, before we left my school never to return again up to this point in normal fashion. Now, being a school counselor, I've been able to go on campus and be there at least. Up to the time of this recording, the students haven't been back. So that week sticks out in my memory. And on episode 21, I talked about that. I talked about some mistakes I had made. And I mentioned a kid that I had counseled that week named Joe. And Joe was a selective mute. And what I didn't share in my story was about our counseling session and what actually happened in that session. Because in that episode, if you've already heard it, you know that part of the joy of that week is when Joe's teacher ran up to me and said that she saw a change in him and that he was smiling in class. And that simple thing warmed our hearts so much. Well, some of you might not have even known that selective mute is a thing, and many of you may have never even heard of that term. What that is, is this is a term commonly used in the education system for a child that chooses to stay quiet, very, very quiet to the point of silence. They're usually not quiet in every arena. Sometimes selective mutes will be talking on the playground or speaking at home or there's some area of their life that they speak completely normally, but in the educational area, they're quiet. This can be for years a kid can hold on to this quietness and that's when we term them a selective mute is when it goes on going and it doesn't stop. Joe was a selective mute. And as some of you guys can imagine, They can be one of the toughest children to work with. It's like a tough nut to crack because children can be very, very stubborn and they can choose whether to talk or not. 
And their internal dialogue says, Mm-mm. whatever happened to make them be quiet, they're just not going to open their mouth. And the more someone tries to get them to, the more they stay quiet. So today I'm going to answer that question that came in by email. What happened on that day? What happened that week when I was counseling Joe? When I went to go get Joe from his fourth grade classroom, I went into his room, stood in the back, and watched the kids. And I could see Joe immediately. He sat near the middle. Many kids were reading books, and they were having somewhat of a free time. The kids were conversing, and he sat there, a straight look on his face. It wasn't a frown, not a smile, just straight, just like, I'm here. This is who I am no words. I wondered, hmm, I wonder if that's Joe. And sure enough, it was. And the teacher asked if he would walk on out with me. And we walked in silence over to my office. And when we came inside, I gestured to the couch and he sat in silence. But if I was honestly to tell this story with as much real silence, it was in that counseling session, you guys would all tune out because it would just be a bunch of dead air. I knew from the many selective mutes that I've worked with before that that is a very important part of the process. Allowing for that quiet to be in the air. It's almost like the quietness becomes loud in that moment. I know that kids uh, are used to us as adults or the people around them filling the air with words And that makes it all the more easy for them to be stubborn and be quiet because um, someone will fill it and they'll talk. And so then he's able to have another 15, 20 minutes where no one bothers him. So in the quiet, I'm becoming really familiar with Joe's body language. I'm watching the way his eyes move, the way he's a little uncomfortable with the silence and he's fidgeting a little bit, but he's still still holding on to his quiet. And eventually I said, wow, you're really comfortable with being quiet. This really works well for you. I bet it works really well at school because all the kids probably could just say what you need to say. There's no reason for you to talk. I said, I bet you you're quiet all the time. You're just one of those kids that are always quiet, even at home. And he looked right at me. And there was a little bit more quiet, and then he shook his head, no. And I said, no, you're not quiet at home. Well, hmm, I'm curious. What time of the day at home, or what are you doing at home when you're not so quiet? And he said, when I play my video game. Well, that one sentence was the first sentence I heard come out of his mouth. He said it with still a pretty straight face, no smile, but it opened the door for me to be able to find out more. Now, if I went to been patient and waited for all of the silence and watched carefully and waited on him, then I probably wouldn't have had that moment. But in that moment, I didn't just jump over and, oh my goodness, your voice sounds so amazing. Nope. In fact, I didn't react at all. I reacted in exactly the same way as when he was quiet. And I said, huh, well, tell me about your video game. 
And slowly over the next 10 to 15 minutes, he began to open up about his video game. And come to find out, the times when he plays this game, in his words, he rules this game. He said he's the king. As a matter of fact, that was his avatar's name, is king. And he described to me what he looked like and how he uh, was the leader of his clan in that game. And, uh, and everyone respected him and everyone knew who he was. And he felt powerful in that space. And I asked him a simple question. I said, I wonder if you were a little more like your avatar king in the classroom. I wonder what that would do for you. I wonder what that would be like. And he sat quietly. You could see him thinking, you know, you could see the, the wheels in his mind. And he said, well, I think maybe some people might know me more and they might be my friend. And I said, oh, what would that do for you if you had some friends that saw who you were and wanted to be your friend? And he said, well, maybe if that happened, maybe I'd smile now and then. And I said, well, what would that do for you if you smiled now and then? What do you think that would do? And he said, well, maybe people would get to know me. Now that line of thinking really was powerful. The moment was powerful. It was like you could feel it in the air. There was a lot more silence even after that because I needed Joe to really think and take this in. So I just asked him another really simple question. Is I wonder if you could do that. Wonder if you could smile just maybe once tomorrow. And immediately he said, No one will notice. No one even sees me. No one, especially my teacher, I'm sure nobody will notice. And I said, Well, I don't know. Maybe. You think you could try it? And he said, All right, I'll try it. I said, You know what? Just think of it like you're being king. If you're being your avatar king, what would happen? And at that point, he smiled at me. And it was great. It really was. But again, I didn't react. I didn't give this huge reaction. Now, why in the world didn't I give a reaction? I know so badly, us as adults, we want to compliment. We want to focus on the good that happens. Well, sometimes that's exactly the opposite of what we need to do with some kids in some situations. What's another situation that I could pull out that this is true? The online space, surprisingly. In the online space, in the Zoom classrooms, many kids are very embarrassed. They just want to blend in. They just want to blend in and not be noticed and not be pointed out and and have nobody even notice that they're hardly there because they can't read the room like they used to be able to. Even your most social kids have become very not social. Now, some kids uh, have no inhibitions and they're chatting away and teachers and adults alike might assume that that means that those are the bright and shining stars of the classroom. But let me tell you, there are bright and shining stars that are silent because of anxiety, worry, and I've heard teachers when they notice that a child finally 
uh, turns on their their screen or they finally talk and the teacher goes, oh my goodness, there you are. You're finally talking. We've been waiting so much. I'm so glad you're participating. And in the online space, that's exactly the opposite of what they want. They're like, shrink back into my quietness. This just proves I should have never talked. Now everyone is thinking about little old me and I don't want the light on me. So sometimes not reacting is the best reaction. In this case with Joe, that was so very true. Now I might know that as a counselor that, okay, I'm working with the selective mute here and I realize as a counselor, the steps that I need to take in order to help them feel comfortable. But I hope you guys can take some of these same tips and use them with the kids you work with or the people you work with in general. Sometimes uh, with your spouse, with your loved ones, being quiet is the best thing that you can do. Quietness can be loud. And it's so important for us to recognize those moments. Allow quiet to live in the space that it needs to live. You see, many times kids need to think. And if we always fill up the space with extra added words, then they never think through their responses and they just get used to you answering for them and they never really, truly express themselves. In this case with Joe, that was uh, a breakthrough really, but I had no way of knowing if he would choose to go back into his classroom and utilize that skill or not. Now, I know from the past that usually when kids tell me they're going to do it, especially in counseling, they'll at least give it a try. And if they say they're going to do something, they have an intention of doing it. Sometimes they don't exactly follow through the way that they they wanted to, but they're willing to give it a shot. If you've listened to episode 21 and basically what I told you at the beginning of this, then you know that yes, he did walk into that classroom and he did give it a shot. So that Friday, when I already knew that we were shutting down, I didn't know for how long, of course, I went back to that fourth grade classroom and I pulled Joe out. And Joe just looked at me with the most amazing smile. And as soon as we got out of the class, he said, Mrs. Kretz, she noticed And I said, she did. Did you smile? And she noticed. And he said, yes, she did. He couldn't wait to tell me because that was all he needed just to be noticed. Sometimes the smallest bit of noticing is what a child just, just wants so desperately not to have a big old light shine on them and to tell them, oh, finally you're doing something right, but just a nod. Just a little, uh, a, a little nudge that, hey, I notice you. This can happen through an, an, on the online space through an email, through asking a child to be pulled out into a, um, a breakout room and just telling them how much you notice them and appreciate them. Maybe just a private message. Find a way to notice your kids. Find a way to bring attention to them in such a way that is going to be personalized to them, special for them. Sometimes it takes a lot of listening to find out what's going to unlock your child's full potential. But you got this. You 
you have to believe that you know your child. You know your child so well. You're the expert when it comes to your child. So you can stop, slow down, not say all the words that you think that they're thinking and wait on them to give you what they need to give you. Then you can help empower them to move forward. Most of you guys know that I am launching my course, Conversations That Empower. I developed Conversations That Empower because I know how extremely important it is for families to be able to know how to communicate and have communication skills. And I realized that in many ways, we've lost that recently. Natural conversation occurred so much easier than it does now, doesn't it? There's unnatural and what we would consider normal now, but it's really uh, abnormal conversation, let's say, over chat, over texting, over video games. All of that stuff is important conversation, but it's not that face-to-face interaction. It just doesn't happen as often. Well, I believe that as it happens and when it happens that we're going to see a lot of awkwardness come out in our kids and we're going to have to have a lot of patience, understanding that they have some gaps and one of their gaps may be in the area of communication. But truthfully, we might also have some gaps with our kids because we're all under the same roof and we're not uh, watching them hang out with their friends as often. And we might have gotten a little lazy on how we communicate with them. And there's been some important topics to talk about, haven't there, in our country, in our world. And sometimes we're quiet. We're too quiet. Sometimes we know that there's an important thing we need to talk about and we're thinking, but how, how do we bring it up? How do we really find out what our child is thinking rather than me just preaching at them? Well, that is essentially why I developed Conversations That Empower. If you guys want to get your hands on this amazing course, you go to thefocusedmindset.com slash empowered and I will send you information to make sure you can get it. I'll also leave a link in the show notes. Along with that, because you're my listener, I provide extra downloads, extra free downloads just for you, because I want you guys to be fully ready, fully invested, just ready when it's time to converse. Like it's conversation comes up, you don't expect it. And many times for us, it's not like me when I'm counseling where I get a referral and I can think about it and I can talk to the people around them. No, It's a surprise. It's like, oh, wow, they want to talk and they want to talk now. So if you go through a course like Conversations That Empower, then you're ready because conversation skills is something that's learned. It's not something we're born with. It happens with practice. It happens deliberately. So make sure that you get your copy of Conversations That Empower. And right now, I want to take a minute to talk to you guys a little bit about some of the material that's in that. You guys kind of get the special sneak peeks. You guys kind of get a little bit of extra because you're my podcast listener. And in the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about communication. It's my communication series. Last week, we talked about communication and empowering yourself to be a good communicator right now. We're going to talk about the importance of being quiet. Uh, No big surprise, but the story that I've shared with you is the power of 
waiting silence out and how loud silence can be. There is a danger in us talking too much, a big danger. And what happens is sometimes we just become, we become an advice monster. Every single one of us can accidentally slip into our advice monster mode. And before you know it, we're just talk, talk, talking. We're saying everything that we think, every little bit of advice. And we don't stop and realize that the person that's listening to us is glazed over. They tuned you out a long time ago. Either that or they're kind of thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. You know it all. I've done this too many times, guys. I know that look. Trust me. I fall into it. We all do, especially if someone hits a subject we know a lot about. We're like, oh, yes, yes, I know about that subject, and off we roll. Now, there is a time and place when we need to share our, we need to share what we know. We need to be bold and go for it. But first, be quiet and listen. It's so important that we don't fall into the trap of being an advice monster and miss the opportunity of listening. So I like to say that the proper time to give advice is near the end of the conversation and the proper dose is a small spoonful. Picture one little teaspoon and then if they ask you for more, well, that's the open door. That's the real open door, isn't it? All of our goals should be that someone asks us, tell me more. Tell me more about that subject. Well, in that case, then, hey, talk about it. But until then, it's so much better and even more rewarding to listen and ask questions and bring out the awesome in somebody else. Let them shine. Letting someone else's awesome just shine out of them, it's going to make you smile because you're going to see how great they really are. I think about Joe and I think about all of the awesome that he was using in his video game. Now, it could have been really easy for me and probably what he was expecting is for me to say, it's not good to play too many video games. Your mind is stuck in that video game. But you know what? Rather than that, I wanted to see him through those eyes. What about that situation makes him shine? makes him succeed, makes him be the king. That is what you want to find out. I like to even stop and watch my daughter when she's playing the video game she does. She's not really super duper into video games, but when she does play, I want to watch. I want to see the clothes that she chose to put on her avatar, what she uh, thinks is cool, what she thinks is funny, what cracks her up. Sometimes we find that out about our kids in the most bizarre ways. We not, it's not going to be in your average, you know, tell me about yourself. What style do you like? You need to be observant. You need to watch. You need to take it in. And then let them know that you noticed the power of you saying, oh my gosh, I've noticed that you love that kind of outfit or you love this or that. And they're like, oh my goodness, they noticed me. They saw me. They really, really saw me. So today, I want you to look at ways that you might slip into being an advice monster and stop yourself. That's going to be your first step to having real conversations that empower. You're going to step away from the advice and you're going to step into listening and observing. I promise you that when you do that, you're going to notice a mindset shift within you. 
you're going to see all kinds of things that you've never seen before. Many times when parents come to me and they say, man, I just don't seem to understand my child. My advice to them is get on their level. Talk to them where they're at. Find where they're at and meet them there rather than trying to get them to come to the level that you're at, whatever level that is, meet them where they're at. I saw a TikTok recently, actually today, and it absolutely cracked me up. I was literally laughing out loud. TikToks can just do that to you, can't they? A witty TikTok can just make me laugh. It was a dad sitting with his baby, and this little baby couldn't have been more than maybe two months old, and she was bawling, yelling, yelling, crying the way babies do. And all of a sudden, in an unexpected manner, the dad started yelling, crying, just like the baby was. And that baby girl stopped, stopped in her tracks, quiet, her eyes big as saucers, and looked at her dad like, well, well now. And it is just a great picture. And for me, I automatically looked at it like, oh my goodness, that dad is speaking her language. It's definitely not the last time he's going to have to do that with that baby girl. See, that baby knew to shut up and listen. My dad's on my terms now. He's making the same sound I am. Now, even though it was just a funny, silly TikTok, it's such a visual picture of being where our kids are at. They might be reacting to something in some very juvenile way or just a way that makes you so embarrassed or I don't know. You fill in the blank. You know all of your situation with your own children. But have you ever thought of looking at it through their eyes and meeting them where they're at? If they're angry, why not say, yeah, if I was in your situation, I might be angry too. Maybe even take a minute to vent with them if they're venting. Put your voice level at the same level that they're at. Now, that doesn't always work when they're screaming and yelling. I have to admit that there is a time and place when we need to lower our level in order to help them lower their level. But I'm talking more along the lines of when they're intense. When they're talking to you and they have an intensity in their voice, show a little intensity yourself. Show that you're right there with them. Or maybe they're sleepy and they're kind of like, oh, in a really chill mode. Match that. Be chill with them. It's a really interesting technique to watch them and see how they can kind of match you. That matching in a conversation is something that allows for the two of you to be on the same playing field. It allows for the right environment for a great conversation. So today, as we move in to our solution-focused, inspired activity, what I want you to do is first, no matter how old your child is, I'm going to encourage you to do something very silent. And that is when you're sitting with your child next time, match their breathing. When they breathe in, you breathe in. When they breathe out, you breathe out. And then watch them and see how they move and mirror that just a little bit. I want to see if you can start to get in touch with the loud parts of silence and see if you can actually bond together and have a bonding moment 
because you put yourself in the same place as your child. I want you to do that this week, two or three times, and just see what happens. And then practice listening in a brand new way. When you feel yourself wanting to give a whole bunch of advice, stop. Wait. Wait an additional five minutes. Give yourself a moment of time and say, nope, that might be the advice monster. I'm going to wait. And then maybe ask your child, what do you think? What do you think about this situation? And give enough silence for them to think and for them to have the opportunity to respond, the real opportunity to respond. Your child is amazing. They have so many new thoughts that are forming every single day. So listen to them. And we're coming to the end of another podcast. Don't forget to check out the show notes. I'm going to have the link for you to get your copy of Conversations That Empower. Five simple steps to powerful conversation. And with that comes the 30-day practice journal. I give you prompts with each and every step that I've taught, and you have 30 days of practice. So you will be ready to converse with your child, with your family members, with your uh, child's teacher, with just really anybody. And before we go, I want to thank you guys for being listeners. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you know of anybody that might like this conversation? Anybody pop in your mind that could really use this knowledge? Somebody that maybe has fallen into being an advice monster or somebody that needs to learn about how to be quiet. Whoever that is, I give you full permission to share this episode with them. Just push the share button and then shoot it out to them on an email, on their Facebook, wherever. This is the way that we spread this information. We want to not keep it to ourselves. We want to share it. So if someone pops in your mind right now that could use this information, share Parenting 2.0, the focus mindset with them today. And if you'd like, give me a review. That's another great way to support this podcast and get it pushed out to many different people. There's people out there that would love to hear this and it's just not being heard. Why? Because, you know, social media is weird. It has algorithm and it pushes out certain podcasts. One thing we know is that the podcasts that have reviews get pushed out. So I'd love for you guys to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. And that would just mean a lot to me. So as we move forward, I hope that you're able to practice many listening moments this week and that you'll be prepared to have conversations that empower. And until next time, keep in touch and take care.